Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey everyone, Dr. Scott Water here, and welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. I am here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Scott. How are you? Remind me of what episode we're on, and I'll be doing a lot better. I can't remember. Oh, man. You would put me on the spot here. I think it's episode... 13? 13. Is that yeah, correct? 13. Wow, man. Time is flying while we spend more time in our homes than we've ever done before. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting time out there, but um, we're getting some cool stuff done, and we're hearing a lot of positivity out there amongst the the static and the noise, too, so there's lots of silver linings out there. Unreal. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's interesting because, you, you know, you've got your outside circles that, that kind of reach out to you, and, you know, I've got a couple people that live out in Cali, a couple good friends from high school, and they're like, hey, did you binge Ozark? I'm like, nope. I haven't even turned it on yet. We've been so busy. Yeah. Just with my wife's practice and the, you know, what we're building out here and uh, the other clinics I work with. And it's like, I, I'm still really busy. So it's interesting. We're going to talk about a little bit about that this week, but to recap from last week, if you guys uh, hadn't listened, go back and listen. It was a, it was a different episode. Uh, Last couple have had a little different kind of kick to them. Um, But we're really focusing on trying to put the control in the simplification, um, you know, back into your hands through this time and also mm-hmm. take others along with you, you know, um, you know, when people see you acting a certain way, uh, i.e. the toilet paper situation, uh, things <laughs> tend to get out of hand, monkey see monkey do like, why is this happening? Like, why am I doing this? So, you know, you can lead others through this time. There's a lot more and some people that, you know, sadly enough, don't aren't working right now, or they're working from home. You have more time to do things. So, you know, recap, keep your routine, simplify, find the positive, create a new habit. I'll talk about a new habit that I started today, um, hopefully going to do for the next 14 days and just a really cool, really cool feedback, like you said. So, yeah, you know, we're, we're hearing some stories of people becoming the pillar in their community. You know, they're, they're doing small things. Um, you have some people who are still able to work and they're giving back their, um, you know, putting together fundraisers, giving food vouchers to some of the service industry who aren't working as much right now. Um, I've been seeing just some really cool stories, um, people posting um, on social media and then within some of our circles. Um, so it's just, it's been cool. Like you said, that that stability, that simplicity, control, it's contagious. People see your calm and they say, wait, that that looks better than most of the input that I'm getting, which is the complete opposite. Maybe I'll try that on for a change. That looks nice. Right. Right. And it, it's cool to see all that, that stuff. You know, I, I know there's, um, you know, some neighbors around here that people are helping out and people are, you know, going shopping for the older folk and 
really, it's just really cool. And there's a C.S. Lewis quote that's floating around that's super powerful. Um, all you got to do is Google C.S. Lewis and I'm sure it'll pop up. But um, so, yeah, just interesting times, but, you know, a lot of positive things. And it's actually given me some time to um, really kind of refocus on, you know, reprioritizing what's important. And you and I have talked a little bit about this and I didn't expect this to come up. So just full transparency, a little look behind the curtain here. Um, you know, I lost all that weight really quickly with your guidance last summer. Mm-hmm. And then I've kind of just been hanging out. <laughs> like, yeah, I lost all the weight. I pulled back. I was like, okay, kind of lost a little bit too, too fast. And some of you people are like, well, look at this guy. He lost all the weight fast. Must be nice. I'm like, well, no, I put a lot of time and effort and work and research. <laughs> and, you know, you guided me through the process, but I got, I got aggressive. And I was like, I want to do this as fast as I can and got just shy of 50 pounds. Right. Right. Well, since then, especially, you know, up until, which is interesting up until, you know, the changes we've seen over the last couple of weeks, um, I was just kind of floating, you know, and, but just in the last couple of days has my motivation to really push back down to that ideal body composition and then stay on maintenance. So I'm kind of like in this weird in between, Mm -hmm. but this, these changes have actually allowed me to kind of get my footing back. Interestingly enough. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, where do you think that shift kind of came from? Where, where did the acceleration happen? You know, I don't know if I have an answer to that yet. Um, it, it could be, you know, I was thinking about that today because we had our pre-show call earlier today and I was thinking about, you know, one of the, the stats that one of the cool uh, examples just of, a, of, of an interesting example of the way time has been compressed down compared to the types of foods that we've been eating. So we'll talk about that later. Um, but when we were going over that, I'm like, yeah, I just really feel this urge to kind of put my foot on the gas again. And I think it may be related to the fact that we're getting some amazing traction with fasting for life and just putting a ton of extra work in and mm-hmm. just seeing great testimonials and feedback. And, um, it just, it's just awesome. The momentum. So it, and I don't know, maybe, it's the perspective shift where I'm getting to spend more time with the family, even though I'm busy as heck and I'm up earlier and staying up later and working more than ever on the Mm -hmm. projects and, and whatnot. But it's kind of allowed me to like refocus, like we were talking about last week on, on what are, what are the things you can control and ultimately what's your plan and what are your goals? So I'm like, I hear all these people around me, not all, but I hear a lot of external inputs around me saying, well, how long is this going to last? What are we going to do? And I'm like, well, you do what you can and you control what you can and you plan the best you can. Um, and you know, <laughs> some of the, some of them are more funny where it's like, yeah, I started this new workout program because I, now I have, you know, that, that quintessential air quotes, I have time to work mm-hmm. out. Right. Yep. I got but, the time. Um, yeah. I finally I have it. Time, right. Okay, great. Uh, but by day three, they're pouring the ice cream into the pasta. Right. Like they're like completely off. You know what? Screw it. I'm just going to binge Netflix, stay up all night and eat everything. Like I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I operate outside of the status quo. Like I I don't like to fit into the box. You know, Mm -hmm. my mind has always been, you know, look at my profession, the choices I've made, the way I've, you know, the deciding to do this project (laughs) with Mm -hmm. you. Right. Like, yeah, okay, with me. No, no, let's do something different. No, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> that is weird. Yeah, yeah, it is weird. Now that you mention it, um, <laughs> I'm afraid it's up there. But um, so uh, and if that's the right, not the right term, because you have the psychology degree and I do not, do not hold me uh, accountable. 
Um, so I just think it was all those little things kind of together that made me be like, you know what? No, nah, it's time to spread this message. It's time to, you know, you can't give what you don't have. And the more congruency you have in your own life and the more action you take, like I fourth dimensional stuff, man, Francis Cho, like craziness, like you put it out there, whatever you believe it comes back. Mm-hmm. So like right now I'm like, all right, if I'm going to push through and be, get to my end goal, right? My end game. Okay. Right? Your number on the scale that you're looking for or my, my body composition ideally, okay. but yeah, I hit that number first. Um, Okay. Well, uh, when, when, why, when should I start that? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I should probably be accelerating towards it and not just maintaining. So I don't know, man, that's, that's kind of my perspective on the fly. I'm sure you just picked a few things up there that you're going to. Well, no, it it, it was interesting because, you know, uh, back in February when I, when we did our challenge, uh, that was our, our first challenge. Um, you know, we talked about that. We, we had a module on psychology, on self-image and how self-image changes and how it's, it's its own kind of beast to be managed and for expectations to be set. Um, self-image psychology, if, if you've never really looked into it, um, was kind of born from a plastic surgeon back in the 40s, 50s. Uh, it, was, it was way back by now, 60, 70 years ago now. And um, he was he was noticing that his plastic surgery patients were feeling the same as they did before they actually had major reconstructive surgery. And he was like, what is going on? I have to understand this process here. Um, we're doing, we're, we're making major changes and these people aren't feeling any different. Um, so we started to go into that, into the challenge and talking about what can happen. Cause if you have major weight to lose, we're not talking about, 10, 15 pounds here, you know, you might be talking about 50 or a hundred or 200 pounds. And we might be talking about 10, 15, 20 years of insulin and blood pressure medications and just, you know, a, a medicine cabinet full of medications and supplements. And all of a sudden to not need all of that stuff because your body composition is all of a sudden where it needs to be because you figured out the key. Um, and you were able to get there. Well, that can feel like a very, that can feel like a void. It can feel very different from not that long ago. It can take some time to adjust. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting what you're saying, getting into kind of a a second major leg, um, of your journey here. Um, and it's not all that surprising that you'll need some time to, to, to kind of recalibrate and maybe get that momentum back and be able to accelerate to the next step and, and to the, you know, ultimately to the finish line that you want to see. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like you just, I was just on the couch there for a second and I, and I appreciate that. Um, it, yeah, that, that's interesting. Cause I, that, I believe that's exactly what happened and now I'm coming out of it and what's done it. Well, shelter in place <laughs> and hearing mm-hmm. people saying I'm pouring the ice cream on the spaghetti. Like I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. It's not going to happen. Like now is a better time than ever to come out stronger on the other side. You know, when there's a weak market, there's a lot of smart people out there that make a ton of money in a market that's crashed. There's opportunity there. They Mm -hmm. seize the opportunity and they come out stronger on the other side. So I'm how, you know, we talked a lot about this last episode, but 
I think it was a realization just today where I'm like, no, it's time to push down to that, to that bottom, that bottom number. Mm-hmm. And, and, and really, uh, you know, reassess at that point. But it was definitely an, uh, you know, an, uh, um, uh, adjustment period there. So I think that was a really cool perspective. Um, huh. Crazy how that stuff just kind of happens on the fly too. Like we start talking and, <laughs> you know. Yeah. These I mean, it, it's a process, you know. And um, if, if you've never been more than 15 pounds above your ideal weight, it may sound like Greek, you know, but if you've, if you've been up and down a significant amount or you've made some major changes, especially if they came relatively quickly, then you've probably had a sense of what we're talking about right now. That's good perspective too. Cause yeah, you know, we've helped, you know, I can think of a handful of people right now, not even like having to try to think of a list of people that just wanted to get that last 15 pounds off mm. or get back down to their weight. They were when they got married or, you know, fit into that wedding dress at the 25 year anniversary, like that kind of thing. But, you know, for me, it was spiraling to the point where, I mean, I was 60 pounds overweight Mm -hmm. (laughs) with severe metabolic dysfunction, high blood pressure, 900 level triglycerides. And I wasn't eating McDonald's in pizza. I was working out six days a week and tracking my calories. And I know there's people out there be like, no, it's impossible. You must've been weighing your food wrong. I'm like, no, like I know enough about this stuff where you know, stress was a huge part. Lack of sleep was a huge part, but I wasn't getting the results. So that's good perspective. You know, you might be listening to this being like, yeah, I don't get it. But the the same mindset or concept applies in every, in in all of those situations, which is what can you control now? What's your plan? And then what are you going to do about it? Yeah. It's interesting what you're saying about, um, you know, shelter in place being that kind of impetus that you needed to, to take the next, the next step um, in your own personal journey, because, you know, when we start talking about, um, like I finally have this window of time, like, um, I've had that in, in the past and I was never able to just leverage that into some miraculous self-discipline. Like I, you know, I didn't create my own boot camp in my apartment living room. Like I would have wanted to, you know, like, like all of a sudden I'm not working or you know, here we are in a quarantine. I wasn't just able to just take that time and just focus it on something that, that I was in control of like that. Um, but since, since coming on this journey and, and figuring out how to use fasting, um, it, it comes more naturally. I, I don't, I'm not feeling like I have to create this, this boot camp situation around myself to get some sort of results. I'm not worried about, you know, what I'm going to eat. And I'm, you know, I've been, doing one meal a day. I mean, I'm at home more or I'm, I'm working um, different hours and, and things like that. But there's, there's so much more control and simplicity in it that those things just, they, it's not tempting to pour the, uh, the ice cream on the pasta like you, like you've mentioned. Yeah. I don't know where I picked that up, man. I think it was some meme or something. It was hilarious though. So, you know, when, so we just, I don't know how many minutes we're in right now, but it's a considerable amount. We just said the word fasting other than when I said the intro, which was welcome to fasting for life. Yeah. So we talk about fasting here. Yeah, we do. This actually is a podcast about fasting. Um, so you just touched on one meal a day, but you also had a funny story about, you know, um, buckets and fridges and whatnot. That yeah. I you know, I, I, I got a text earlier and, uh, from a buddy of mine and 
I didn't, I didn't really have a good pulse on this, but you know, apparently people are getting bored out there and they're thinking like what you're, what you're talking about where they say, okay, I'm really going to get it together. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, you know, I'm on the uh, protein bars and uh, I'm making my shakes. I'm making my green smoothies and you know, I got a, I got a plan, you know, but then by day three, you know, they're, they're posting pictures on the fridge because they got to remind themselves, Hey, you're not hungry. You're just bored. Like shut the fridge back off here, you know? But, but at the same time, we're, we're in, we're in a mentality that, you know, we're talking about hoarding food and toilet paper, like you mentioned, and, and buckets of survival food and things like that. It's, um, like that's a different mindset altogether. It, that's, that, that's tough to feel Zen and in control when all you're seeing around you is, you know, can I get one of these survival buckets? No, they're all sold out. Okay. Well now I got something to worry about. I don't know. It's- no, no, that's interesting. I was actually, you know, we haven't been doing much, you know, socially we, we used to, you know, my daughter goes on coffee dates with my wife and, um, I take her on errands and we go to Lowe's or Home Depot and we ride the buses, AKA the tractors and we race and we haven't really been doing any of that. Yeah. Um, but I did stop, you know, after dropping her off this morning at my aunt's house and I, I, I went by Costco and they're out there spraying down <laughs> like the handles of oh, the cards. Yeah. So I use my shirt and I walk through and I get my stuff and like, it was, it was eerie, man. It's different. Like people are acting very differently right now. Like, yeah, they might be at home bored reminding themselves to shut the, I think you left the word out, shut the fridge. Yeah. Shut the fridge. But then the other side is, yeah, like people are nervous and they're worried, but you know, I made a post on Facebook a few weeks back that was like, everybody's out here worried about food. Like most of us have a few months of food just sitting at our midsections and my buddy, text uh, message me back. He's like, nah, man, 48, still got a six pack. I'm like, that's good. You're not at 4%. You still got a few weeks. It's okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's interesting when you look at, you look at the food and that's, that's the main thing we want to talk about tonight with, you know, uh, the focus on fasting and what you can do, you know, to change the mindset. So when we, when we look at the, the four tenants, it's, you know, it's, it's mindset, motivation, method and mastery. So you have to have the right mindset about fasting. You can't think it's starvation or, you know, you, you, you gotta, you know, get, get the cobwebs out about what it truly is for you. Like, okay, what's your mindset? What's your goal? What's your why? What's the motivation behind it? It's not just to lose weight. Cause if everybody had truly had the motivation to lose weight, we wouldn't have almost a 40% obesity rate. Um, you know, <laughs> crazy. And then you have the method, which is, you know, what type of fasting works for you and your schedule. And then there's the mastery of it, which is when you start to figure out, you know, the the signals from your body and what you can control and what you can't and breaking some of those old habits and whatnot. So when we look at the food choices we can make now, um, you actually have a limited choice when you go. It's different. Like you go and you always get this same item and then all of a sudden you reach for it and it's like, huh. It's mm-hmm. not there anymore. So it it's just it's just a, a different time to get a different perspective, which which I'm appreciating. Yeah, uh, I think everyone's having to make some choices, make some priorities. You walk in, okay. Well, just the other day, my wife was looking for eggplant. She had to go to three different stores to pick up an wow. eggplant because 
she said, well, should I just skip it? I said, well, no, you love eggplant and you haven't made it, you know, in a long time. I don't remember the last time you made it. I, I'm not a fan of it. Um, but I, I encouraged her to, to see if it was out there. So she ended up getting one. Um, but she had to prioritize, like, is it worth it to go around to try to find this? And then, you know, you're looking for, you know, breakfast sausage and you end up with, you know, chicken, apple sausage instead of your normal pork or turkey or whatever it is. So, right, right. you know, you're, you're expanding the, the taste buds a little bit. So, you know, that's a good thing. You know, one of the good things is though, is this, the aisles that are pretty empty are the ones we never go to. And I don't say that to sound snooty, right? Yeah. But when it comes to food, some of the biggest questions that we get and some of our other people out there that teach fasting and people I know in, in the, in, in the arena and they well-respected, great clinics, practitioners, providers, they, one of the big things I always see is it turns into a recipe or a diet book or, you know, how to, how to meal plan. And mm -hmm. that's not something that you and I shouldn't say care about, but for us, it's more, you know, simplifying the process and doing what's more natural or what for you is kind of in the middle. And I'll expand on that in just a second. But when I, yeah. when we go to the store, which is much less than we used to, um, it's interesting because we're eating the food that's in our house too. Total, total another side, side channel rabbit hole that we're not going to go down, but all of the, you know, um, ramen and boxes of goldfish and canned soups and the, the stuff that's processed and synthesized and refined and packaged and radioactive radio. <laughs> yeah. It, it's gone. It's gone. The produce section's pretty good minus the right. eggplant. Right. So that was bad timing on the <laughs> eggplant story. But like I walked through the produce section tonight and I'm like, my gosh, like this is amazing. I didn't have to worry about yeah. picking anything up. Now we are in an area that is, you know, not to be insensitive to other areas that are dealing with a much higher uh, issue right now, like New York city, California, Illinois, like, yeah all this crazy, like we're not in that area. We're in an area that is still very well, um, on the low end of, 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 um, yeah. Feeling the scarcity. Yeah. We, yeah. We have less population density, you know, higher agricultural areas nearby, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And not a lot of, we're, yeah, we're in Texas. Like people grow their own food here. They butcher their own cows. There's farms everywhere. Like everyone so, has a ranch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> not in my neighborhood. I got neighbors. Um, <laughs> But so, yeah, not to be insensitive to that, but it's, it's, you know, the HEVs down here are massive and all the cereal boxes and all the goldfish, like those are the aisles that are limited. Yeah. Um, so it's just interesting perspective on the foods that people are going for um, in this time when that's the opposite of really what you want to be doing. Um, yeah. You want to be uh, limiting that stuff. And I mean, it, it's just, it's a mindset shift, like you mentioned. Yeah. And you know, it is funny that, that we talked about the eggplant. Cause then I asked Jen, like, okay, I had nothing to do with the eggplant, Jen. Just so no, you know. Yeah. No, it was just funny because then I immediately asked her, Hey, were they out of apples and you know, bananas, carrots, you know, potatoes? She said, no, they had all that other stuff. I just couldn't find eggplant. I said, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. So I guess it was just a, you know, people don't like it just like I don't, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Still oh, wanted wait, it for the recipe. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think those things flew off the shelf because 
when everyone felt scared, like I need to stock up right. on non-perishable items, things that last, all that stuff, right? Yeah. And but but if if we look at at today's eating habits, that is what we're pushed so much more. It's the cheapest. It's it's based on you know a lot of wheat and a lot of corn, a lot of things that are getting government help. They they become artificially cheap, and then they're even cheaper to produce. They sit on the the shelf for a long time. There's um, you know there's so many reasons why they're they're being pushed out in in such a crazy crazy quantity. And then you know it's it's no wonder that that we're we're looking at our waistlines just expanding year by year, and the the problem just seems to be getting worse and worse. Yeah, it's interesting when you, you know, if you look at the fast food menu, you can get a double cheeseburger for a dollar, but the salad's eight bucks. Yeah. Wait, what? So this was something that I saw that I thought was really cool, um, and it has to do with refined processed carbohydrates, ultra processed foods, right? So this is our. It, the numbers are just a cool example of, of a thought, like a nugget here. Yeah, this is an analogy. Yeah, that I found really cool. So if 2.4 million years of human evolution, put your beliefs aside, 2.4 million years, right, were compressed into 24 hours of a clock. So now every one of you that's ever looked up intermittent fasting or keto, you see the clock with the fork and the knife, right? That on is not yep. net on a plate, never going to be our logo. We're, we're not doing that. So <laughs> human evolution compressed. Now you're visualizing the fork and the knife as the hour and the minute hand. And if you break it down, we have been eating meat for 24 hours. The right? whole time. Yep. The whole time. We've been eating wheat for six minutes. Six minutes. Minutes. And okay. we've been eating ultra processed refined foods for four seconds. Wow. Four seconds. So here's where my brain went to, you might laugh when I bring this up because I said I wasn't going to, Aristotle's golden mean, okay? okay? If you're not familiar with it, I wasn't either. I was on a training this week um, where a mentor of mine was talking about it. And it's this principle that operating kind of in the middle is really the recap. So if you're looking at a virtue, someone that has an ethical moral virtue, right? If we look at something uh, like courage, if you take it to the excess all the way on one side, that's going to mm -hmm. turn into recklessness, like reckless abandonment, right? And if you're deficient, in that, or you're on the other side, way on the other end of the spectrum, then you're, you know, you have cowardice. Sure. Right. So where is the virtue actually the best? Well, it's right in the middle. So if we look at this, this great analogy of this 24 hour clock, and we've been eating ultra processed foods for four seconds and meat for 24 hours, the problem is back in the 70s, right, when the subsidies started, which had an earnest beginning. Mm -hmm. They wanted to help bring food costs down, right? Yeah, let's support the masses. We're but growing then, exponentially. Right, but then money <laughs> got involved. Um, and so if you look at that timeline, so it, what happened when we, were, we um, you know, decreased the fatty foods and increased um, the subsidized foods or the grains, the things that were cheaper, right? Mm -hmm. um, you had to fill the void with something, because 
people weren't going to be eating the lean meat as much as they should. So what happened? Or the fresh vegetables. Or the fresh vegetables. They filled it with the cheaper corn, readily available foods. Things that could sit on the shelf. Things that we could take, highly refine them, and then push out just product after product after product. And we could use it in all these different areas and then we could reuse it and we're, and then we could feed it to the animals. Yeah. Right. To get them bigger, faster. Yeah. Ourselves included. Yeah. We, we feed corn to animals to fatten them up. Right. It's no wonder more meat. Right. It happens to us too. So we're not going to get into the, the discussion of where, the golden mean applies in terms of research and philosophy, right? So let's just pick the middle of the road here. We've been eating ultra processed food for four seconds. We've been eating, eat, eating meat, excuse me, for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So let's just apply a simple new golden rule of operating in the middle. Eat real food. If it has a bunch of ingredients and it can last through a nuclear explosion, don't take it home. <laughs> there are periods where you should probably have a stock. Be safe, have a plan. If you've got kids, have food in the house. I get it. But as an individual, for me right now, my decision has changed where, and I want you to talk about your mindset shift for this time because it really kind of blew my mind, um, where just just eat balanced. Don't make it complicated. Don't worry about macros. Don't worry about calories, especially if you're just starting with fasting. Because remember, this is a fasting podcast. So if you're just starting with fasting, um, just keep it simple. Do a lean protein, do um, veggies, do um, uh, a, a, a less refined carbohydrate. So like a sweet potato or a real potato or a brown rice. Mm-hmm. If, if you're not trying to reverse diabetes, if you've got some blood sugar issues, you know, that's going to cause insulin to spike more, but just keep it simple and operate right in that middle because that's where you're going to get the best results. Yeah. Some lower glycemic fruit. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of good choices there. Um, like you don't need to eat bread with, with the, uh, eggplant Parmesan. No, no, no. I mean, you know, and, and or you don't need to eat the eggplant Parmesan. Sorry. True. Jen. <laughs> that's not actually what she made this time. Oh, Although- okay. Although, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure she wouldn't mind eggplant Parmesan every now and then, but the last time she had it, she, she said it tasted, um, I don't know, too much Parmesan, not enough eggplant. Gotcha. So, but you know, as far as mind shift goes, what we were talking about earlier, I remember when I, I think we've talked just a little bit about sugar addiction in the past. And I, I still remember where I was standing when I realized wow, I, I've, I've literally had like 30 years of sugar addiction um, that was, you know, started conditioning at a young age and then it, it just felt natural and that's what continued to happen. Um, but at some point later, a couple of years later, was when I realized it, it, it really is these ultra-processed carbs that are so appealing, they're so cheap, they're so readily available, they're, they're just ubiquitous, they, they serve them everywhere. Um, and in order to kind of shift the mind, the mindset about them, um, that took just a little bit of deliberate work where I had to make a conscious decision 
And I said, I, I don't, I don't like these. I, I crave them still, but I don't like them and I don't want them. I don't, I don't want them to rule my food choices. Let me make a deliberate effort to start seeing them and visualizing them and, and say, yeah, I, I'm looking at those. Those are, those are a villainous kind of food. You know, if we're going to frame it like a superhero, those are the villain here. Those are what's causing the insulin to spike. Those are what's causing me to retain the weight and not be able to drop anything despite my, my you know, high exercise routines, my caloric deficits, my diligent calorie counting. Um, these are keeping my insulin levels up. I'm so insulin resistant. I can't drop this weight. So I, I started every time we would go out, I would, I would take a look at everyone's plate. I would look at them and I would, I would remind myself, yeah, I don't want that. I would see some pizza and I would say, that's, that's not good. That's the problem. That's been the problem for years. And I'm, I don't, I don't always shy away from these foods, but I don't crave them like I used to because I immediately think that those, those aren't good for me. They, they were killing me for a long time. So instead of thinking of, wow, I can't wait to indulge in this because for me it's pizza and IPA. I love pizza. Can't can't wait to indulge in a pizza and some IPA, Mm -hmm. right? That's, that's my like date night, cheat night. Like that's what I would love to do. I don't like those terms, but that's, that's what I want. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So instead of thinking, man, I can't wait to indulge this. I deserve it. It's wait a minute. This isn't good for me. And I know it (laughs) like, like let's operate in the middle, right? The golden Mm -hmm. mean. Let's not operate in the ultra processed refined foods all the time, which would be recklessness or let's not operate in the world of, you know, scarcity and super restrictiveness, mm-hmm. but let's operate in the middle and just use some common sense and have that mindset shift that I know what this does to my blood chemistry and my physiology and my insulin. What's my end goal? Well, it's to reverse diabetes. It's to lose 40 pounds. It's whatever it is. And if it's just to lose weight, that's why this doesn't work. It's got to be something greater than that. And for you, you've been able to turn it into like almost like the villain. Like, all right, yeah. It's not Mm -hmm. that you don't ever eat it, but now when you see it, your mind goes bad rather than, oh, I can't wait to indulge and then have to work it off later. Right, right. It's 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 conditioning yourself to immediately think, no, I that's 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 bad. And if if and you can have it. Yeah, it's if it's my favorite food in the world, I know I'm going to have it now and then, and that's okay. And I plan for that. I just say, but, but that immediate condition response that I've flipped over time means I don't have it as much. I'm not, I'm not craving it. It doesn't release as much dopamine when I think about it or when I have it. So I'm not going to just be yearning for it the next time, which, you know, these are kind of extreme terms, but you know, if you've dealt with food addiction or, you know, you have more than a few pounds to lose or more than you know, just a little bit of blood chemistry that's off that you're trying to reverse, you probably know what I'm talking about. 100%. 100%. I want to shift because for me, that kind of wraps it up in a little bow (laughs) where I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, got it. So the trigger, the cue, and if if you want some more insight into the habits, uh, the power of habit was a huge game changer for me. 
um, the book, The Power of Habit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just amazing how our habits govern our decisions and we don't even realize it. Like, like you can drive home from the office one day and then get home and be like, huh, how did I get, I just looked behind me. I just realized this is an audio medium right. and I literally paused and looked behind me. Like you guys can't yeah, see he did. That. Yeah, yeah, I did. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. So like, that was terrible. So you like, just wait, hold on, stop. I got it. So really, really good perspective. Yeah. Autopilot um, is, a, yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah. So many of our decisions are on autopilot. Yeah. It's not a conscious decision. So, mm-hmm. um, that rewiring that re- that's where the mastery comes into play. Um, so just really cool stuff. So I want to talk about the, our new baby and that's an odd way to, to, to announce this. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Nope. Okay. Nope. Sorry. Sorry, Megan. We, nope, no weird <laughs> announcements. Um, the new fast start guide and the new fast start guide mini masterclass video series. Like, whoa, like I just, I keep logging in and looking at it and just being like, man, okay, we put this together. You, you built it, you know, like physically built it. And now we can log in. And when you get the fast start guide, you don't just get a piece of paper that has a lot of powerful action steps on it, Mm -hmm. but you now get a deep dive of video training where it's like, Hey, this is, this is why step one is step one, right? This is why step two is step two. This is why step three, this is what you should do. And then at the end, which is the coolest part is there's a quiz that gives us some insight into what you got out of the course, but also kind of, kind of sums it up. Would that be a good way to explain it? Yeah, it, it does. And the quiz is also going to help us tweak the next step. So uh, I don't want to give away anything yet for the next step, but you guys getting the fast start guide going through the masterclass, I think you're going to get a lot out of it. Um, We put a lot of thought into it. We took a lot of feedback over the last three months for everyone. We've had a few hundred people download the fast start guide and and we've taken all the feedback um, and put it into the deep dive mini masterclass. Um, so I think you guys are going to like it a lot. And we put the quiz in there so we could get a good pulse for what you what's really going to help you guys um, take this thing to the next level. Because, you know, we're here, we're talking about pandemic times. We're, we're talking about some, you know, you might want to call it off topic stuff. If you say, well, this is, I, you know, like you've said, this is a fasting podcast. Fasting like, for life. like yeah. you know, right. It's like you had to remind yourself and everyone is this is a fasting podcast, but, but that's the beauty of the simplicity, the control and what we're doing. Because if we were talking about this a year ago, you and I would have completely different perspectives, priorities, a whole different outlook on what's right. happening. And so the, the point is that we're here thinking this way because of what fasting has done for us. Yeah. And that's the, the big thing is like the, the clarity for me is in the real relevancy and the rawness of it. So it's real to us because it's worked so well. It's raw to us because of the, the transformation it's given us and the things we're seeing in people. And it's relevant because it's so dang actionable right now. Like, yeah, it's just crazy. So this is a fasting podcast. That's the last time I'll say it. Joke's <laughs> probably getting old. Just shut the fridge. You're not hungry. You're bored. Um, but 
so what we want you to do this time is if you've got the fast start guy back in the day, we've summarized it, we've streamlined it, we've put a lot of work into it. Um, it's now six succinct steps with video support. It's free, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Log back in, if uh, get it, sign up for the class. Tommy, I don't know if that's how it works, so just correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's okay, how it works. Cool. You're good. Um, go back in and sign up. You'll get it. Um, and then really our action step is just continue – to look at this through a different lens. So take the red pill, step back for a second and look at everything that's going around you. Like, okay, do I want that? Well, no, not really. Okay, what can I do right now in this moment to control it? Well, I can make a better decision. Great, there you go. You just fixed it. It's not that complicated, right? right? You don't need an app. You don't need a scale. You don't need a coach, right? At this moment, you just, right now, just make the decision and you're good to go. So. My next thing would be um, while we're going through this and everybody's living on Zoom, which I wish I would have, one, been in the stock market because I don't do that, but two, um, you know, saw that coming. Um, Like Zoom is skyrocketing because everybody's on Zoom. Everybody's on FaceTime. Right. Phone a friend, reach out and say, hey, how you doing? What can I do for you? Well, you know, I'm doing this, this, and this. Okay, well, this is what I'm doing right? You don't have to yeah. bash them over the head with it. First rule of fasting is don't talk about fasting, but bring someone with you. Um, bring up that level of leadership right now. There are people that don't realize they need it. So if you can control that one decision, then you can help other people too. Yeah. Like go, go into your phone, um, text a friend or, or a distant family member, someone you haven't talked to in a while, see if there's something you could do for them, whether it's personally, professionally, just reach out to somebody and put something good out there. And um, I, I think a lot of people are, are really bringing up the morale and, and the leadership and the overall feeling in the room um, by doing, you know, little things like that wherever we can. And I want to say this too on the, on the end of it. Like we love and appreciate every one of you guys, the listeners, the people giving us feedback, the people that's been our challenge, people asking questions, the people we're coaching right now. We didn't know what this is going to turn into, and I still don't. I have a vision of what it can be, you know, 50% mm-hmm. of the population that needs what we teach. Um, and it's not us. It's fasting. It's a tried and true old school <laughs> principle that's been around forever. But this it's so, time. Yeah, it's been so much. It's so much more applicable now because of the fact that we've been inundated with these ultra processed, refined insulin spiking foods and convenience and all of these different marketing strategies from food companies. Like it's just come to a point where this applies so much more now because of the situation with the statistics of where people are in terms of being overweight and obese and the comorbidities and the other health issues that comes along with that. Um, you know, it's, it's simply, um, a thank you to everyone that's been with us up until this point. And we love and appreciate each one of you. And the only, like, we don't have sponsors, right? We just do this on Tuesday nights because we love it. Yeah. <laughs> and we got right. some cool stuff coming and it, we're having a lot of fun with it. But we'd appreciate if you rate and subscribe. Give us a review. Give us some feedback. Ask some questions. Um, and we'll talk about them on the next episode. So, um, again, just, just really appreciate every one of you. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, that's the second time um, that there's been just the perfect little bow on it. So why don't we actually uh, wrap it up this time? Tell me to stop talking. I I like what you've done here, sir. Absolutely. It's been a blast uh, and we'll talk soon. Cool. See you next time. Bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? 
head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.